Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors magazine subscription and become a better southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Guys, it's what we've been waiting for, right? Fall, I, I believe it's really here. I think fall is here. It's cooled down. And, uh, man, it could not have been a prettier last few days. It's it's uh, it's the time of year it makes you want to be outside, that's for sure. Hey, prayers go out to all the people in Florida today. Got a major hurricane coming through. I'm sure everybody's aware of. I got family down there in Sarasota, so we're staying uh staying connected with them right now they're they're safe think they think they're gonna be fine but uh man what a what a terrible storm they've got coming through there but hey let's talk about fishing i can't wait to see what the podcast is gonna be this week i mean with the temperatures dropping down and i'm I'm thinking it's probably gonna be good but hey let's find out and let's start off segment number one with my buddy clayton bats and you follow what's going on clayton oh not much doing a little fishing getting ready for a little deer hunting a little dove hunting it's fun time of year college football it's a great time of year isn't it it's one of my favorite other other than when it gets hot yeah you like it when it gets hot you like fishing them deep ledges but man i love this time of year it like you said there's it's not just fishing but you got hunting season and dove season and uh everybody's getting fired up for falling uh, in the, being outside but man let's talk about the fishing side of it me and you can talk deer hunting all day long we know that but let's talk about what we can uh what the fish are doing out there right now they are fighting what they're doing they're feeding up for the winter and they are fighting it's fun right now. We're catching a couple of doubles on a Jinko, like CD20, CD25. You still have to finesse them some days, and some days they'll eat that big plug all day. You just got to be willing to go out there and grind it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, obviously we know you as a ledge guy, right? I mean, you, you make no secret about it. You love fishing offshore. And you fall, uh, is there a certain amount of fish? I mean, can you always go offshore and catch fish or – or are there times a year like we're getting to now where you, you put all that up and, and, and you head inshore with everybody else? Oh, no, I stay off the bank. I mean, they bite right now. I've had a couple of clients ask me, a couple of guys that don't fish you fall quite as much as I do, asking me about it. And I'm like, well, if you're sitting down on a ledge and you got bait and food all around you. Why are you going to swim 20 miles to go somewhere else where there's bait and food? You ain't leaving. It don't make sense to drive sit somewhere and then drive 20 miles to another golden corral you might as well be just sit the one you at and eat and you follow a little different 
you falls a little different now in a bunch of lakes you'll talk to and talk about. I mean, there's not that many pockets and, you know, creeks on you falling, so not all the fish are going to funnel in those. There are a bunch of them that stay out there on ledges, and a bunch of them that stay out there on, like, maybe not on that 20-foot stuff, but they'll stay, get up there on that 6- and 8-foot stuff on those bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, move up to at least that, because I, I was having this conversation earlier today with a buddy of mine over at Sam Rayburn, and, and we were talking about, you know, at what point do the fish start moving up in the fall? I mean, they've got some they haven't had as cool a weather it's quite as cool as we've had the last few nights and and days you know they and and right there on the coastline pretty not far in anyway and so it's been a little warmer there but you know that's kind of what we were talking about is hey you know the bass are going to do what the bait does and and usually when that temperature starts dropping down and uh even if it's from you know goes from 80 86 87 down to 80 i mean that it kind of triggers those bait fish a lot of times in, in most lakes to to move up and of course the bait follow them so do, do the you know back to your comment you made earlier about the bait being around them does the bait not the bait fish do they not move up as shallow and you fall as other lakes that you fish some of them will we just got an extremely good population of threadfin shad right now mm. so no i mean not all the baits could go up there shallow so a bunch of them, they're going to stay out there on those river ledges. And, I mean, well, they're happy, too. Cause, I mean, basically, they ain't going to move up there, and they come back in a couple months when it gets cold. So if they ain't got to leave, they're not going to leave. That makes sense. You know, in a lot of lakes that we talk about, you know, the bait does move up a lot, and the bass, and the bass follow them. And like you said, in the winter months, they go back out deep again. What makes those shad, it's understandable when it's, you know, when they're spawning and things, but... What makes them go up shallower this time of year? I'm assuming it's the only thing nature. that makes the bass, only thing that makes the bass go up shallower from 20 foot ledges to six to eight foot ledges is the bait, right? So right, the bait. I mean, you got the lakes that turn over this time of year. That sun's been penetrated all the way through, and it's just as warm down there on the bottom as it is up top. So you have sun moving because of that. Just fall variables, kind of like the spring with a water temperature. Uh, right now, I mean, they they know the daylight hours. There's you know, there's a bunch of influences on it. I ordered to you fall as dropped. It was got up to 93, 94 degrees, and now it's down to like 83. So it's dropped 10 degrees in like three weeks. Wow, that's a big, that's a pretty good drop. Surface temperature, but still, you gotta see why. Yeah, absolutely. So, how are you fishing right now, this time of year? Like you said, it is a little bit of transition going on. Fish are feeding up for the winter. What's your approach when you go out in the morning? I'm fishing right now. I'm throwing um, a Jinko CD20, CD25, big crankbait, uh, Jinko, big flutter spoon. I'm trying to mimic those threadfin shad that are out there the best I can. And then when it gets, like after I pull up school and they slow down on that a little bit, I will slow down with, you know, a big finesse worm or a drop shot or something like that to kind of keep them going where you can catch two or three extra ones out of that school. Yeah. Yeah. So are you doing any shallow water fishing? No. <laughs> no. I, Just no. I, I haven't <laughs> been to the bank since the spring. <laughs> and probably won't go until the spring. The only thing that might mess me up, is, you know, we got that hurricane coming. We get a bunch of rain and it muddies the water up. Then I might have to go to the bank then. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but hopefully by then it's getting close to deer season and I'll be putting the rods up for a month and a half you, or you so. You won't care and, anyway. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be sitting in a tree. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. I'm watching dove fly around my dove field right now. Hey man, good luck on that hunt. I know you got one coming up. If you have a good hunt, you'll have something most people ain't had this year because Man, I hadn't heard of anybody having a good shoot. I've heard of some people having some okay shoots, but I hadn't heard of anybody. And I sure ain't been on a good one. I went to, I've been to two. One of them, I didn't even get the gun out of the truck, sat in the barn watching Auburn play terrible football. And, uh, wasn't no birds flying. So I went to the house and then went on one yesterday and we, we got a little shooting in, but, but nobody did much. But yeah, it's, it's been a strange stuff season. Well, I've seen about 25 or 30 since I said I was sitting here watching them. <laughs> oh man, get my truck. I, I like the sound of that. Hey, um, it's good to hear that the that the fish are are biting like they are down there right now. I mean, you you catch them all year long for sure, but you know your tip of the day for somebody coming out to you follow, what would it be? Don't listen to me and keep your mind open, and don't think everything's out on them ledges. It is cooling down right now, and I have heard of a couple of guys catching them on a frog and top water and stuff like that. Just keep them. It's fall fishing. Keep your mind open. It could change by the day. That's one thing that's good for me to know. Like, if I'm not catching them one thing, I can't adjust over there pretty quick because I know the lake's so good. So just keep an open mind. Be attention to, pay attention to the weather, and it can change daily this time of year. I've been doing this show for about two years now, and I think that's the first time in a tip anybody said, don't listen to me. But but you <laughs> backed it up. You backed it up with the rationale, right? And, and, that's uh, right. And people that listen to you on the show – which, you know, you're on here a lot. You're one of our favorite guests. And we all know that you fish ledges because that's what you love. And that's what you're really good at. But you're right. That doesn't mean that's the only way you can catch them and you follow. And I'm sure that, that there's a, you know, especially now with it cooling off, I'm sure that there are people doing well on, on top water in the mornings. And, and hey, that's a beautiful thing about that lake. I mean... You know, there are fish year-round on those ledges. They may not be in the 20-foot, but, you know, 8 to 12-foot to range uh, at certain times of the year. But, hey, you go beat the bank a little while, you're not catching anything, or they stop biting, get out there on the ledges. That's right. That's one thing I love about you falling, guiding on you fall, is, and I have a bunch of people call me, and they're like, can you teach me how to frog fish? Can you teach me how to go flip? Can you teach me how to fish brush piles, ledges? It's got everything. Like, I can go teach people how to do so many different techniques on that lake. It's incredible. And it helps me, too, be a more versatile angler. Well, hey, there's a whole lot of people could would love for you to teach them how to, how to have a higher catch ratio on that frog, me being one of them. <laughs> That's right. It's a give or take with that whole frog. It's fun, though, man. It's a fun way to fish. Ain't no doubt about it. All right, buddy. Hey, man, I know you got to uh, watch your doves. Do some other stuff around there to get ready for your hunt. So I appreciate you jumping on, Clayton. No problem. I appreciate y'all. I got you. Well, I want to say one more, two more things. I, we mentioned a couple weeks ago about that kids fishing rodeo I got. We're having to postpone it till October 15th because of the weather. And then if anybody's interested in a Phoenix boat, I got one for sale. You can contact me about the boat or a guide trip. Just LakeYouFallFishingGuide.com or either 334-310-8338. Beautiful, man. All right, buddy. Stay safe, buddy. Good luck on your dove hunt. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, guys, let's just take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by 
OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by MB Ranch King. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment. I'm going to tell you, old buddy Clayton down there, he's always catching them and you falling. He loves that ledge fishing. We all know that. But, hey, they biting up shallow right now, too. So y'all get a chance. You want to book a good trip, man. Get up with old Clayton. He's a good one. He'll you, You'll be happy you booked a trip with him. But, hey, let's go north to the other end of the state with my old buddy Ty Cox. Ty, what's going on, my friend? What about it, man? How are y'all? Good, buddy. I'm good. You've been, uh, how's it? You've been, where you been fishing? Pickwick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all over it from Florence to Camp Tennessee. Oh, man. Well, I can't wait to hear how it's going. You catching fish right now, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, we're doing mostly smallmouth trips out of Florence right now with live bait, but man, I mean, we're catching a bunch of fish. And too, you know, you ain't even got to do smallmouth trips. We're catching a lot. On the lake, on top water, chatter baits, you know, stuff like that. These cool nights has really helped the bite, so I was ready for it to get cool myself. So I, I didn't realize that blocking it either. I know, right? That's for sure. <laughs> hey, I didn't realize that the small that the live bait smallmouth. I thought it started more like in you know middle October, November, uh, but it's kicked off already, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We started about. Uh, it depends on every year. We, I usually try, you know, I go up there and try it the first cool snack we have, you know, over, on over in the fall. Uh, things like this year, you know, it started a little bit earlier, but typically your middle October to November is definitely the best time. You know, that's when they're in full swing. But you can go up right, you can go up there right now and catch them. Explain this to me. I don't know if anybody ever has. Why is it just this time of year? for a, a short, really a relatively fairly short period of time that this live bait smallmouth is such a big deal? You know, I've come to realize that it's not just this time of year. There's, You can do it in the springtime when they get up there, right before they spawn and do the same thing. It's all about them moving shallow out of the deeper water? I want to say yes, but there's not that, I mean, there's not that deeper water out there. I mean, like this morning we caught one drifting, you know, out in the middle of the you know, out in the middle below the dam, I mean, you ain't sitting in about six, seven foot of water. So I honestly believe, and, and some people might think I'm crazy when I say this, but I think there's a certain time of the year that them smallmouth at Florence leave and swim down that river. And I'm not saying they swim all, you know, miles and miles, but you get down there around the head of Seven Mile Island, just on, you know, down river from Florence. I mean, that ain't, but think too far you know you can not really i mean just a couple miles and you know you can get into some 20 foot water around there 
I really think them fish below that dam swim down there to that deeper water. And then when they get a little cool, when it starts cooling off, they head back up. Right now is when they're coming back, you know, into the actual tail race. And in the spring, I mean, you can do the same thing. In the spring, it's a lot easier to catch them. We catch them, you know, drifting a lot of artificial bait in the spring. That's the other question I had is why live bait instead of artificial bait now? Man, you just catch a lot more fish on that live bait, I'll be honest. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the springtime, the reason we don't do a lot of live bait is harder to catch the bait, which, I mean, we, you know, I catch my own bait with a cast net. It's harder to catch them because, you know, them, them smallmouth up there, they'll, when I say spring, I'm talking about, you know, March. Right. You know, I mean, it's still obvious to be 30 degrees. You never know in March, you know. So that's the right. bait's harder to, to catch. So that's why we do a lot of artificial. That. What size bait are you looking for for that? I mean, I'm just going up uh, looking for them on my pan optics grouped up. Um, they're actually yellowtails is what they are. That's what we call them is just yellowtail shad. Man, they're probably they're probably two or three inches long, two and a half inches long, something like that. They ain't very big. They ain't as big as a gizzard shad or nothing. Okay. And honestly, you can if you don't have, you know, if you don't want to fool with catching the bait, you can stop right there at Perkins going into McFarland and buy you some live shiners. I mean, they bought them too. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. When this time of year gets here and you own those, that smallmouth bite, you Kind of a lot of people just start want to do that, especially when they're booking a, a trip with you over the largemouth, probably don't they? Yeah, you're going to catch a lot more fish up there too. Um, and man, and I'll say, you know, you advertise a smallmouth trip because 90% of the bass are going to catch a smallmouth. You're going to catch a few largemouth here and there, but I mean, you're not, it's fun for everybody because you're going to catch everything. You're going to catch stripers, you're going to catch catfish big drum i mean anything that swims in the river you're gonna catch yeah you know what i'm that's saying? fun right so i mean you're it's all the time catching so it's it's a, it's a fun time that sounds like a fun time and y'all catching some pretty big pretty big smallmouth too yeah that's one thing i have noticed right now is we're not catching as big a fish i mean we caught one the other day about four pounds that's the big that's the biggest one that i've personally caught up there yet I've heard of some some around five, you know, a couple of fives being caught, but that's when you get on over in October and November is when you're liable to see a six, seven pounder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a big smallmouth. Well, that's the time you liable to catch a a giant. Well, I'm gonna be up there in the middle of November. It'll be my first time ever uh, doing this, and it'll be my first time ever laying my eyes on a smallmouth. You'll enjoy it. I'm on. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun, for sure. So I got another question for you, and it ain't it ain't related to fishing. It's for, well, it is, but it's I I hear that you're doing bow fishing now. Yeah, a little bit of it. I bought a, I call it my minor fishing boat. I bought it to do uh, live bait trips out of there for the smallmouth. And uh, I, I like to crappie fish a lot too. I bought it for crappie. And uh, well, it actually come factory with a bow fishing deck on it. So, uh, which I've got that took off right now for, you know, the smallmouth trips and stuff like that. But we are actually going, that's what I'm going to do a lot in the spring is do some bow fishing trips in the spring. Man, is there anything that's more fun than that for somebody, for your clients that you take? I mean, I don't know if you've ever done this before. I have. I've been been on some bow fishing trips, 
up in Gunnerful and I've and I've done uh been stingray fishing, boat fishing for stingray in the in the bay outside of Destin and Gulf Shores and you talking about fun, man. That's the most addictive fun thing I've just about ever done on the water. I agree. I love bass fishing. I mean I've done it since I was a kid. But when I got that bow fishing rig and started bow fishing, I'm, I've had more fun doing that than anything I've ever, I'm like you, anything I've ever done on the water. I mean, it, I don't know. It's hard to explain until you pull up on about a 30-pound carp and shoot it in the head with a bow and arrow and then try to get it in the boat. I mean, it's just it's one of them deals that you can't explain. Though. Well, it's I'm a, probably a bigger <laughs> hunter than I am a fisherman, and, and I'm a bow hunter. That's, that's all I do. and it just brings both sports together in a cool way. I mean, yeah. cause you're, you're hunting fish and then you see them and you shoot. Right. And always, I always tell people that it's a lot better. Uh, it's a lot, you know, more, you ain't got to worry about the fish biting. You bite the fish. That's what I tell people. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Hey, and I uh, mean, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, uh, one thing that, that I realized and, and it's taken me and I'm still not real good at it, but, you know, we've always been trained with that bow and arrow in our hand. You know, you always are, are used to shooting at a target, right? I mean, I've done it for so long that it is very hard for me not to aim at the target. But, you know, I took my son who had not bow hunted and, the you know, they were like, all right, man, you got to shoot below this fish. Well, he was he was money. Because you you say, all right, shoot below the fish, and he shoots below the fish. Well, with me, it's like I got to mentally force myself not to shoot at the fish, but to shoot below it. I know exactly what you mean. I have the same problem. I guess it's one of the first times I went bow fishing. Man, I, the first one I ever shot at, big Asian carp. I mean, I, I, could, I center it. Couldn't ask for a better shot. And I said, man, there ain't nothing to this. <laughs> I, I missed like the next 20 i shot at. yeah missed the next, next <laughs> I mean, 20 and it is and, and you know it's not like it's it's not like it, they're all the same size either because i mean you go shoot at a 30 pound carp and then go shoot you know at a alligator guard that's long and skinny you know i mean it, it's difficult it's tough, man it's difficult that's what I tell people. Miss them, hit them, whatever, man. It's just fun. It's, I mean, it's a fun time. Well, it's at night. You got the lights on. You got all your buddies in the boat. You got the music, the country music cranked up. You got a cooler that may or may not have some beer in it. It's just fun. It's, oh, it's guys, fun, what man. I'm telling That's... y'all is if you're listening, if you've never done this, call Ty and, and book a trip with him in the spring, and you will absolutely have the time of your life. It's definitely worth going. I, I'll be honest, growing up bass fishing since I was a kid, I never thought it would be something that I was interested in. But I, I recommend every, it's one of them things you need to do at least one time in your life. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and it's hard to do it just once because <laughs> then you're addicted to it after the first time and you, you want to do it a You lot. go boat fishing, you'll be wanting to buy the setup and everything. You sure else. will. Y'all got some pretty big, I mean, y'all get some pretty big gar up there and, and carp. I mean, got big guard big carp i mean you got yeah i mean of course you got buffaloes you got people call them the bow fishermen call them silvers coming from bass fishing we call them asian carp you know right so it took 
it took me forever when I, you know, talking to my bow fishing buddy. Was like, oh yeah, you caught, you got, you shot a big silver. Like, man, that's an Asian cross. Dang, I don't know why I ain't never heard of a silver. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, got them pretty big, man. They, uh, I'll be honest, I like shooting the gar more than I do any of them. It's fun. Now, do y'all yeah. get the big alligator gar up there, or is that mainly? Oh yeah, y'all yeah, do. We got, yeah, we got some. I mean. Lord, I, I've I seen them, you know, half long as your leg, you know, I mean, we, we got plenty of them, that's for sure. Yeah, I know you see them, you see places more in, I guess it's probably more a little bit south Alabama or, or in, or over in Texas, Louisiana, different places, man, they're shooting these, they're shooting these things six, eight, you know, eight, nine foot long car, it's these giants. Yeah, I mean, I ain't gonna say we got. That's just you're gonna go out there every time and see one that big. But right, pretty good size gar. Man, you need to do that stingray trip. You need when you go down to the beach next time. Book you, find I, I'll hook you up with a guy. And uh, uh-huh. man, that that stingray fishing is fun. I had to get into some of that. Yeah, it's fun. Take your boat down there and go in the bay. You'll love it. Sounds anyway, good. man, it, I you know. Sounds like the thing to do right now is at Pickwick is is to concentrate on the. I mean, it's it is smallmouth time and and with the live bait and that's kind of the big thing up there right now for sure. I mean, uh, I'm sure the crappie bite is is coming on too, and uh, the bass fishing is always good, right? Oh yeah, day on the water is better than a day at work or sitting at the house. That's for sure. It don't that's matter right. how they bite, but yeah, you know the smallmouth fishing is it's the dominant thing to do and it's the most popular that's for sure but i say that i mean there's still a good top water bite happening i mean and that deal that top water deal ain't gonna do nothing but get better as the year goes on so have most of the large mouth are they moving up yeah yeah they're all pretty much moved up now for me yeah. anyways i haven't been catching on deep since man, probably last month or so that sounds about right. But hey, man, if you don't leave us with a tip of the day, somebody coming up here this weekend, what would your tip be? Oh, uh, look at the TV I got and see when they're going to start generating water. That we ran into that problem this morning, got up there and uh, wasn't pulling much water, and the bite was sort of dead until, you know, they started generating some in that tail race. And once they started moving a good bit of water, you know, the fish got a lot more active. And especially, you know, drifting that live shad, you need a little bit of current to float your boat anyway. But that would definitely be it. Is, you know, look and see uh, see when they're going to turn them generators on, and that would be the time to get there and do it. So the way that you do this, if I understand it right, you, you go you you go up the tail race, you throw your, you know, you got your bait, throw out, and then you just drift, right? Um, pretty much. I mean, you don't. And man, I mean, you don't have to go up, you know, you don't have to go right behind the dam. I catch a lot around McFarland, Sheffield, on down the river. And that's when you need the current, you know, that's when you need them to start generating currents when you get, you know, a couple miles below the actual tail race. Yeah. Is there any kind of setup? What size weight, what kind of weight do you use to keep from getting hung up in all them rocks? Well, I mean, it, it depends on the current flow, too. You don't want to. Man, I mean, we're using light spinning gear, light line. You just want a little small circle hook with a split shot on it, you know, a couple, you know, a feet or two above above your hook. But typically a size five split shot is probably a good go-around number. Today with the current, I dropped down to a three-aught and even a BB. 
So the the key thing is you don't want that thing hitting the bottom. You don't want it hitting the bottom. No, you don't want no. You don't want you don't you want to float your minnow above the bottom. I did not know that. Some people, I mean, some people like to you know some people. I love that boy I fish with all the time. He does his on the bottom, but I have more luck with mine off the bottom a little bit. So and you don't get hung up. So. And you don't get hung up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go. You go drift them bluff walls and stuff, then I think them smallmouth are looking up anyway. They're feeding up, so. That's a good point. So there's no need to be on the bottom where you have a chance to get hung up. Yep, exactly. Keep that thing up out the rocks and uh, in, in, until you catch a fish. Yes, sir. That's it. That's it, man. Well, hey, I, we're going we're gonna to go bow fishing. Yeah, holler at me. We'll go. Right. We, we got to do we'll that. Def- we'll definitely do it. We'll go shoot a song absolutely man all right well i'll be looking forward to it time man stay safe up there if somebody wants to contact you to come fishing uh and get on this smallmouth thing that's going on right now what's the best way for them to contact you man the easiest way to get a hold of me is just through my cell phone call or text me uh my cell phone number 662-891-0104 the only time that i won't answer the phone is if i'm on a trip but i'll always send you a message and tell you that i'm on a trip and i'll call you back as soon as i get done but uh i always got that cell phone in my right pocket so I'll, that's the easiest way to get a hold of it good stuff man we appreciate you brother thank you for being on the show and sharing with us and i look forward to talking to you again soon and yeah i appreciate you all right take care ty yep you too all right bye all right guys let's take a few more minutes and hear from a couple more of this week's sponsors this segment was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com and brought to you by photonist defense is proud to offer the pd pro line of night vision systems The PD Pro Series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonis 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, another good segment. Love to hear that this smallmouth live bait bite is starting to happen up at Pickwick. I know a lot of people get excited about this time of year, so you get ready to book your trip and go up there, man. Call Ty, book a trip with him, and uh, go up there and catch some of these fish. And, man, holler at him in the spring. Get after some of this bow fishing with him, too, man. I ain't t- I'm telling you, if you hadn't done the bow fishing, 
it, it is very addictive and a, and a tremendous amount of fun. But let's move over from Pickwick a little bit. Let's go to Gunnersville. And uh, I love getting a good kayak report from my buddy Brandon Watson. What's going on, Brandon? Oh, no much, brother. Tell me about the fishing, man. What they doing? Are you you, uh, you been catching them? Uh, I have been. So right now we're uh, getting into that fall transition. The uh, the fish are bunched up right now. The quality bite is a little bit harder to come by. But if you want numbers, now is the time to go. And usually, if you can get one to bite, you can sit there and catch thirty or forty of them off the same spot. You now you when you saying bunched up, you talking about what are, are they bunched up like you you fishing like grass or? Yeah, I'm I'm fishing the well transition area. So the best luck I've had for numbers has been in uh, like the ditches that are leading into the flats. Oh yeah, where they're where they're coming in off of the off that deeper water. About 13 feet has been the magic number for me lately. Now there are fish already in the grass, uh, so you can if you want to be diligent and grind it, you can throw a frog or punch and you can catch some fish like that. And that's going to be a little bit better bite. But if you want to just go out and wear them out getting those uh those ditches like 13 foot of water that's leading into the flats on the edges of the grass and uh you can just tear them up so let me ask you this so obviously you're you're using your electronics to find these ditches but how do you how do you find the ditches i mean how do you even know where to go i mean are you looking at your map i'm i'm looking at the map um i i use the hummingbird lake master chip in my in my helix unit and you can just pull it up on there and you can see where these, it's really the creek channels and the ditches where they come in off the main river channel, uh, where they come in and feed into the flats. And, uh, and those fish are just stacked up when you find, when you find them. The, the thing about it is right now, if you miss the fish by 10 feet, you might as well have missed them by a mile. But when you get on them, they're all just, you can sit there and make the same cast over and over and over and over and just get bit. What are you catching them on? Uh, I've been catching them on a zoom on monster. I've been catching them on uh, a drop shot uh, with a worm in morning dawn. Catching them on a frog, punching a creature bait. Another thing I've been catching them on is uh, like a top. I, which I, I, anybody that's heard any segment uh, that I've ever done, I always talk about throwing the, the soft plastic swim bait and just running it on top like a top water, which I mean, you can catch them like that all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's going to be more around the the grass edges, you know, where the grass is coming up. Sure. Man, that's awesome. Well, what's going on in the kayak world right now, man? You got any tournaments? I've been seeing some posts on Facebook with some tournament stuff. I know the seasons. The seasons are wrapping up now for the main trails and everything. Uh, you know, there's some classics and championships left still. Uh, Hobie still has their, uh, their tournament of champions. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it this year, but try like heck next year to see if i can't do it but uh i think bass uh bassmaster has one more tournament coming up and uh on pickwick i believe second so if if you're if you're somebody and, and guys i you know i've i've gotten into this uh kayak fishing myself and i absolutely love it man it's so much fun just being out on the water that quiet that stealthy and uh man you can get up on some fish and and it's a great great way to fish uh and it's a great way to get into fishing if you don't want to go spend sixty thousand dollars on a on a rigged out bass boat but brandon i mean what are some of the you know as far as rigging out your kayak i mean you can get 
man, you can get as crazy as you want to on some of these things now. And, but what are some of the key things that for somebody listening that might be interested in getting into kayak fishing, what are some of the, I guess, must haves for you? Well, it really depends on what kind of kayak fishing you want to do. If you want to get out on the lakes, you're going to need some electronics. But of course, right now, if you want to do it, you can get out there and fish the grass and, and beat the bank uh, this time of year. And, and you, you can catch fish without electronics. So, but if if you're gonna get into it and do it year round, I'd definitely say you need some some quality electronics. I like side imaging. Uh, a lot of guys are running the, the live scope. I, I haven't made that upgrade yet. But you know, uh, kayak fishing can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be, and uh, and, and it really comes comes down to the to the person uh, preferences on what they're gonna you know how they want to go about it. Yeah. What size, I mean, like on mine, I've got a seven inch, uh, hummingbird with, with down, down imaging, side imaging, I think a helix seven, you know, I know yours is a larger screen than that, but what's a, I mean, how, how big a screen is yours? Mine, I got the nine inch. I got the helix nine with the mega side imaging. Yes. I would think if you get much bigger than that, I mean, cause you've got that, you're sitting there, you've got that. You've got it mounted right there at your face, right? I mean, kind of. So it's it's not like you got it, it's fairly it's fairly close. I'm not. It's not like I'm looking down at my feet, like right. So I, I think anything bigger than that would probably almost start getting in your way. There is a point where it starts to get in your way, but with the bigger screen, you get better resolution, and so you can see what's on the screen better and clearer. And so I tell anybody. Get as big of a screen as you can afford or that you can stand to have in front of you that's not totally in your way. Uh, because being able to see what's beneath you is just invaluable, you know, when it, especially when it comes to tournament fishing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you have a trailer that you have yours on, and so you back it down the ramp just just normal. But, you know, my kayak, I, I've got, I, I put it in the back of my truck, but one of the, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't want to get the trailer, you just want to get the kayak for now, just getting into it. One of the must-haves for me, for sure, it was on mine when I got it, thank goodness, but I don't know, it's so easy, is it's that wheel system where you can slide the wheels in and, in and you know, take them in and out very easily. They just slide into a, a tube, and uh, you can just pull that thing out of the back. Yeah, I mean, you can just pull it out like of the back of your truck, gear, yeah. have those tires on it, and you just walk it straight down in the water, then slide those wheels out, put them on the back of your kayak, uh, into bungee cords, and, and, and go to town. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the beauty of kayak fishing is, is you, know, you know, like I said, it can be as simple as you want it to be. Uh, you can get in that thing and go float down a creek with a beetle spin and a spinning rod and catch a spot of bass, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, you know, our, our ancestors, that's how they fished was out of, you know, they made kayaks out of logs and stuff. And that's how they, that's how they got out in the water to fish. So it's, it's, it's can be as primitive as you want it to be, or, you know, with the technology we have now and the, and the platforms that companies like Hobie are putting out, like, you, you know, it can be as technologically advanced as you want it to be. Yeah. And these things are sturdy, man. I mean, yours is more sturdy than mine, even. I mean, you've, you, what do you got the, uh, Hobie pro fisher? It's the Pro Angler uh, 14 with the 360 with the 360 drive. You know, I, I can stand up and walk around on that thing. It's a it's a great platform. It's a heavy boat, but you know, with their pedal drive, you know, I can maintain uh, a, a, throughout the day a, a quicker speed than I could paddling. Uh, you know, a smaller boat. So it's uh, 
you know, the pedal drive really, it, it allows you to have more real estate, but still maintain, uh, you know, a good efficiency on the water. Man, those, it'll get up and go, man. I mean, you can, you can pedal those things. I mean, I've, we've gone kayaking just with our family and, and, you know, we've got several kayaks that don't have the foot drive. And then of course mine does, man, you, you can't, you can't paddle as fast. I mean, I can outrun all of them with that pedal drive and with, with a whole lot less effort. Well, and, and that's right. And you, the easiest way to think about it is we're not walking around on our hands all day. That's <laughs> we right. walk around on our legs. And, and so, you know, our legs are built for that have that stamina you know that endurance built in like our you know where your arms don't that's right so gunnersville you've been fishing you know the uh the creeks and 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 the ditches then the fish are using those as a highway as they start moving out of the deep water coming up shallower you know as that water continues yeah and with this cold front that we've had i'm sure you know those fish are going to really start i was there last weekend and those fish were already starting to get on up into the shallows and and they're 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 in that staging phase right now where they're just about to make a mad dash for the shallows and you know w- one key too is finding an area with a lot of bait um, those those fish are you know they always key in on that so you can find the bait and you can find the bass you, you just need to start pecking around till you figure out where they're set up and and what they're set up on and then like i said once you get once you get bit you know you pretty much got them figured out that's right. And as they move up and they get, you know, we, we get a little bit of this cooler weather and the fish continue to move up and follow that bait. I mean, you know, then it's, they're going to, they're going to be shallow. And then they'll spread out. So you'll, it won't be as pinpoint. You're not going to, you know, once they spread out, you'll be able to catch fish. You'll be able to go around and actually fish around. Whereas right, right now you're having to, you know, you're having to really work to find them. And then once you find them, you know, you can sit there on them. But once they once they go shallow, they're going. To... When they do get up shallow and they start spreading out like that, what's some of your favorite go-to baits when you kayak fishing? Buzz bait, any kind of topwater bait that I can get through the grass. Chatter baits, I love throwing a jackhammer. Yeah, spinner baits work really good. You know, any anything that's imitating the shad, you know, this time of year because they're starting to speed up. You know, for the winter, you know, anything that's imitating the shad is going to get hammered. But I will also say that most days, you know, when you get these cold fronts and stuff, I, I feel like, you know, you get that post front day and the fish are kind of shut down. So you really need to pay attention to what size the bait is that's in the water and, and try to match that, you know, especially on pressured lakes. They, they're a lot more finicky when it comes to the size of your lure. That's a good point right there. Man, that's, that's awesome stuff. If somebody was coming up to Gunnersville to fish this weekend, and whether they're kayak fishing or whether they're in a boat, man, what would your tip of the day be? Just keep grinding until you find them. And then once you find them, I'll drop anchor and wear them out. Hey, that's a good tip, man. All right, Brandon, I appreciate you boys being on, and uh, we'll holler at you again soon. Yes, sir. Just real quick, I'd like to give a shout-out and a little advertisement for uh, my sponsors, uh, Dugout Bait and Tackle out of Marietta, Georgia, if anybody needs to get hooked up with a kayak that is the place to go and uh the end of the year so trying to move some kayaks so give them a call and then also uh i've been fishing with douglas rods uh this year and uh i've really enjoyed it they've they got a really good rod that they've put out and uh so if anybody's looking for a new rod 
need to check them out. They're available on uh, Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's now. They're carrying them. So. Hey, I'm going to need to look at those Douglas rods myself. I, ne- I need me a new one, so I may have to check into that. But, hey, yeah, y'all definitely, man, call uh, call Doug out. We've had them on the show before and need to have them again soon. And they are they are kayak professionals, and they can rig you up and hook you up with as fancy or as simple as you want to you want to get. And uh, and they're good people. So, yeah, definitely reach out to Doug if you're interested. But, all right, Brandon, man, get back after it. I'll holler at you soon, my friend. Yes, sir, man. We'll see you. All right, guys, great segment. Let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. Today, we're going to profile another common form of dock dysfunction, dirty dock. Have you ever cleaned up a nice mess of fish and then washed your wife's face in disgust when she sees your dirty dock as a result? It happens to all of us who are cleaning fish on old wooden fish cleaning tables that don't slope toward the water. You need dock enhancement. Killer dock fish cleaning stations are marine grade aluminum coated with a ceramic finish that makes cleaning your dirty dock a cinch. The scales and slime drain directly into the water through legs or through the slots. You choose the style. Check out the best fish cleaning stations known to mankind at killerdock.com. And brought to you by northalabama.org are you looking for a real adventure whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one north alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition north alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes pickwick wilson wheeler weiss smith neely henry lake gunnersville and bear creek lakes each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish and in north alabama fishing is great year-round For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Hey guys, that's going to be a wrap for the show today. Stay safe out there. Be sure and enjoy some beautiful lakes and rivers that we are blessed with. Man, God has shined on Alabama and don't, man, this time of year can't be a better time to get out and enjoy it. The, the, the outdoors than right now so take advantage of it get out there and enjoy it and if you're enjoying the podcast please take a minute to subscribe rate leave us a review wherever you listen and if you'd like us to email you the podcast just text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we'll email you the show each and every week stay safe guys talk to y'all next week This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by AFCO. Family owned and operated, AFCO fishing apparel and tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements. Visit AFCO.com for on the water performance gear. And by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank supports our farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness. Learn more at unitedbank.com. All loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. And by LM Marine has something for everyone from small hunting boats, pontoons, as well as bigger bay and hybrid boats for the hardcore angler. Go visit them at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251 937 1380. And brought to you by. North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, 
fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, altimetry, currents, and watercolor at hiltonsoffshore.com.